Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, Postables. <laughs> Welcome to Deliver Me a Podcast, a offshoot of the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm your host, the Hooked Hardy, Cami Clements, and I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Casey at Hallmark My Words. Hello, everybody. And again, I'm going to try really hard not to fangirl. <laughs> we'll <laughs> really tell you excited. why in a second. <laughs> but first, Jess from BSW Blog. Hey, Postables. I don't know what Casey's talking about. This is just a normal session, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's just, yeah. <laughs> just, just the three of no, us. We have no surprises planned. No, no, not a thing. Except, oh, well, there, there's somebody who may or may not be joining us. Uh, y- you may know her as Crystal Lowe. Yay! <laughs> Say hi, Crystal. Hi, how are you all? Hello, all my postables. I miss every one of you. I'm so glad I can still talk to you on Twitter here and there. Thank you for having me. We are so happy to have you. We're excited because Rachel has spoken to you, but the three of us haven't. So we are so excited to get a chance to get to know you on this kind of level and just Mm -hmm. see how things have been going for you. Yeah. Yeah, I've been eating a lot of ice cream. I've been (laughs) binge watching a lot of shows. And uh, that's pretty much the, that's the wrap at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So favorite ice cream flavor to binge eat. Vanilla. Because I'm that person that like still likes vanilla and like not even (laughs) like a fancy vanilla. I just want vanilla. That and chocolate chip cookie dough because I love that. The classics. People always say you're not allowed to eat cookie dough, but I still eat it. And then if I think if it's in the ice cream, I'm like, well, then it's okay. So I just pick out all the cookie dough and eat that first (laughs) and then eat the ice cream after. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then what's your favorite show to binge? Oh my gosh. I I watched Never Have I Ever on Netflix. I watched the entire series three times. Oh, wow. So I'm a huge, massive Mindy Kaling fan. Like I'm obsessed with Mindy Kaling. I am very concerned that if I meet her, she might hire security to escort me off the lot. <laughs> like, I love you. And I'll start sweating and crying. Um, so when that show came out, I immediately watched it. It's geared, it's supposed to be geared towards teenage girls, but you know, I was once one of those girls. So, uh, Why not? <laughs> I feel like I'm allowed to. So I've literally watched that th- like the whole season. Um, I also am a huge fan of Minnie Kaling's writing. Uh, so I'm watching it not just for entertainment purposes, but also for the comedic writing purposes as well. <laughs> I'll have to add that to my list. I'm all about comedy, especially oh, it's Well, it's, she's just so funny and the cast is so diverse and amazing and fun. And, uh, the girl, the lead girl in it, it's like her first job, like ever. Oh, oh wow. I know. And they did a, she did a, I think a, a huge worldwide search. She put it out on Twitter. And I think this girl beat out 15,000 people 
uh, to get this. And she's, she's fantastic. And the writing is hilarious. Um, and it's about an immigrant family, which I really understand. And so there's, a, it's just, it's a very good show. Check it out. This is my plug oh. for Netflix, apparently. I don't know why. But. <laughs> well, now I'm going to really have to there check it out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, family. yeah. You'll, you'll binge it. Okay. <laughs> Putting that on my list because my parents are actually from the Philippines. So, um, and oh, yeah. I was born here, so I know all about the different you culture. And, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. I mean, and then also the, 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 you know, the um crush the main crush is a hapa he's half white and half japanese and immediately when i saw him i was like oh there's another one of me there he is yeah there, that's awesome we're slowly taking over here we go um so that was really cool to see you know because you very rarely see asians leading handsome quote unquote handsome men but they don't feature that a lot so this show really does that and that made me really excited and you're just gonna like it binge watch it as much as you can <laughs> done, done. <laughs> right you're welcome mindy kaling uh, <laughs> my best friend already <laughs> all right well on that note let's get started Mm, Jess, you're up. All right. So since you were last on the Hallmarkies podcast about two years ago, you've yeah. done Flip That Romance and Christmas mm-hmm. in Dollywood. So first of all, I have to ask, did you get to meet Dolly while you were doing Christmas at Dollywood? No. <gasps> and I was scheduled to meet her. I was supposed <gasps> to be. I was on the board. Everything was fine. Then they were like, no, they've changed. They, they rewrote it. And I cried. Oh, oh But there no. was a big cardboard cutout of her and I stood beside it awkwardly and just like hugged it um did you get like a little selfie with it (laughs) like hi oh what could have been um she she's amazing you know talk about a woman who ah she's just so smart you know that she still owns all the rights to her own music I mean, nobody owns wow. the rights to their yeah. own music, you know? No, Beatles didn't own it. Woman. People don't own the rights to their own. She owns all the rights. And, and imagine a woman and her, as she was, you know, growing up in that time period where you just weren't allowed to fight back and, and you know, and she did and still owns all her own stuff, mm-hmm. you know, owns her own amusement park. She's just, she's such a powerhouse. And she does it in a way that's really um, uh, admirable and interesting, you know, she, Somebody once asked her, I think, in an interview, you know, why aren't you more outspoken? And she said, well, I feel like I'm, I'm speaking through the way that I live, uh, which I thought, oh, yeah, well, that's fair. And she is, you know, she, she has a book club um, if you want to, because her father was illiterate. And so she never wants kids to, to not be able to learn how to read. So I, I, when you write into the book club, she sends books for free uh, to people. She's just a really amazing icon. And she wears sparkly wow. things at every age and gets away with it. So I'm like, uh, winning, you're awesome. I did not get to meet her. I was very sad about that. That was not cool, but one day, one day. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been to Dollywood before, but yes, did not get to meet Dolly because you know, she's not there at the music park, but I was a little kid and we went there and it was a lot of fun. At Um, least you got to meet Niall Mater. (laughs) <laughs> well, Niall and I did a series together. I don't know if you know that, but Niall and I were actually in a series together before Spine Sealed, and Jeff Gustafson and I are both in the series. What, oh, what oh. series? So the series, it was only one for one season. It's called Primeval New World. It was originally, Primeval is a British series that went for years and years. We did the spinoff. We only got one season. But so Jeff and I 
have known each other since we were like 15, right? We went to high school right. together. We, mm -hmm. we grew up together. And then we booked the series Primeval together. It was our first series regs for both of us. And then the show, and Niall was on the show. And that's where I first, of course, met Niall. And then, um, yeah, then we booked Signed Sealed right after together. <laughs> which is yes, like, keep, I keep apart from each other. <laughs> this is weird. And he lived, and I'm not joking. So I owned a, a condo in Kit, and he lived like right behind the condo right behind me and neither of us knew so he was just <laughs> like the building across the alleyway isn't the weird i'm like stop following me please like <laughs> this has to stop um so yeah but i worked with nile and i and i'm still very close with nile so i, I was i actually was really excited to work with him again because I, I he's he's a great guy <laughs> yeah so yeah. we've heard <laughs> yeah he's a real old school canadian boy like he you know he's he's funny because he lives in the u.s for a long time but he's now he's he's a canadian boy at heart so we yeah yeah mm. now we grew up the same yeah cool so between your two most recent projects uh which one was your favorite to do dollywood or flip that romance oh i don't know i mean hmm I'm going to put a vote in for Flip That Romance because I It's a fan favorite. <laughs> love that one. <laughs> well, Flip That Romance was with, I mean, Joel is, Joel is a, the executive producer, Joel Rice, on Science mm -hmm. Delivered. So Flip right. That Romance was his. So I, I love working for Joel and working with Joel. Um, and I had, I just had a really good time on that shoot. You know, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, every time you walk on set, you don't know if the cast is going to jive or not. And the cast is just, it was a very easy, comfortable shoot. And we shot in Victoria and I love Victoria. So it was a win-win. So I guess I'll say that. Although I did love working with Niall on Dollywood. Yeah. And with yeah. Danica McKellar. So that was cool. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I like them both. I'm not <laughs> favorite. It's like, it's like picking between children. They were both great for different reasons. <laughs> Especially since one's Christmas and one's not. It's hard to compare the two. They each have their own kind exactly. of deal. Exactly. Oh, and there's a girl in Flip That Romance, and I, I feel horrible because I can't remember her name right now. But she played the, like, I think she, she played the host or the judge, and she looks exactly like me. It was bizarre. <laughs> I walked on set, and I was like, she looks like she could be my sister, well, yeah, you're gonna have to yeah, i'll have yeah. to google her name again but i i won't forget because i thought my if i ever have a sister on another show <laughs> they have to cast you we look like twins it's so weird yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome um do you have a favorite overall hallmark project from any of the years outside of sign sale delivered that you've done uh mm, mm, Lodge or not Christmas. Of fun I liked Holly Lodge a lot. I have a lot of respect for Allison Sweeney. She's uh, a, a serious, serious powerhouse, you know? So I just love working with women that um, really own who they are and uh, aren't afraid to step into power positions that weren't given to them in the past and, and just take, take, take things to another level. And she really, I mean, she executive produces, she stars in, she's, you know, mm -hmm. she's, and not just, she's like looking at everyone's hair, I mean, she's doing everything to make sure everything goes smoothly. And I thought she cut that video really well, or that movie really well. You know, they made it uh, more rom-com than I think homework normally does. And I liked that about that project when mm -hmm. I got to see it. So I would say that was my other favorite. Awesome. And then lastly, do you have a favorite non-Hallmark project that you've done? So anything outside of Hallmark in general? Uh, I loved working on Primeval New World with Niall, actually, but I also, 
I'm so grateful I got to be in Wonder. That I got to work with Mandy Patinkin and oh, it took yeah. every bone in my body not, yeah, not to yell out, uh, my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> my father prepared to die. Because I've seen that movie 15,000 times. It's like one, it's one of my, you know, favorite films and I grew up with him. Uh, it took a lot for me to actually, I had to like collect myself and say, Crystal, come on, you're not here to, to just work with and impress Mandy Tinkin. You're here to do your job. So, yeah. your job. Also, I don't know if any of you have seen Wonder, but the film is, it's a, that's another thing to add to your list of watching. It's such a great movie to Haven't be a part of. I'm yet. so, I play a, I, how old are your daughters? Are your kids? Uh, mine are uh, six and nine. Oh, that's a great movie for that age category. Great okay. movie. So it's it's based on a book, um, and it's it's about a little boy who was born with a um, deformities, and he's he's dealing with what that feels like to go to school because uh, he goes to school after being homeschooled for the first time. Uh, and then it also yes yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember. About. I was like, I know that name. I know that name. It's a, okay. It's a very good, because it, it gives you perspective from everybody too. It gives perspective from his sister and their parents and like what it, what it means, you know, for an entire family. Uh, it just is, it's really well done. You should, it's, the book is great too. You should, you should get it. Your kids would love it. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. So that was, that was one of my most recent favorites and it was, I need to I need to write all this down yeah (laughs) yeah I'm gonna start my own blog of like you must watch this (laughs) yeah there you go perfect idea you can start a twitter thread crystal recommends yeah Yeah, that'd be great (laughs) hashtag it (laughs) it'll just be me hashtagging Mindy Kaling and her like awkwardly ignoring me Fine. I'm getting used or to it. Or Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> My name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll definitely block me. Like, I'm waiting. <laughs> you know, it was funny because on set, he was really cool. Like, I play the bully's mom at the end of the film. It's, a, it's just one scene, but it's a it's an important scene. Um, and uh, he was so gracious because the, the young guy that played my son loved, loved him too and brought him a DVD to sign. And and Mandy did the, my name is Aniko Montoya, prepare to die. He did it for him into camera. It was so awesome. And I was sitting there like, like giggling, you know, my, <laughs> so blushing. I mean, I'm not 12, but, I, but I, so I shouldn't, and I'm an actor and I've been doing this a long time, but you know, sometimes you meet the people and you're like, oh, this, is the best. this is so exciting. And that was yeah. one of those moments. <laughs> Oh my word. Oh my word. I can only imagine. (laughs) That's awesome. So you've also been very encouraging to a lot of writers, including Cammie and Jess. Yes, so much. So you probably don't remember this, but I talked about a dream that I had where you were, where you were there and you were telling me to write and you came on and said, yes, you, you two write that book, you know, (laughs) because I'm I'm writing, I'm writing a novel with one of my best friends and, and you said, do it. Yes. I do remember that actually. And, do. <laughs> and yes, do it. You know, look, I mean, it, 90% of people that really want to do it won't. Mm-hmm. So even if you do it and you don't think it's good, and even if you do it and you're like, this is just crap, you did it. That that puts you like further ahead than so so many other people in that in that world. Same with the acting world. You know, people are so so 
nervous and dip their toes into things, but like, just do it. I mean, you're already ahead of the game, you know? And then once you've got something, you can come back and, and I'm in writing hell at the moment because I'm writing a Christmas movie actually right now. Um, but, and I'm teaching myself how to write. So yeah, I got commissioned, which was very exciting. And now I'm writing a, a Christmas movie. Uh, and I want it to be the best thing ever. I don't want it, you know, I'm, I'm a perfectionist that way. I want it to be super, super awesome. And I realized uh, in the writing process that that's, that's not a thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I just need to write it and then it's going to be good. And sometimes it's not, and then I'm going to rewrite it and then I'm going to get notes and then I'm going to rewrite it. That's what writing is. Just mm-hmm. getting the notes, rewriting, sometimes beating your head against the wall um, <laughs> and then picking yourself up and doing it again. So, yeah. you know, just not giving up. That's all. Well, I needed to hear that because I've actually got my fingers in a lot of pies right now, trying out a lot of different things. And so thank you. I needed to hear that. (laughs) Well, you know, and like one step at a time, you know, like that's the other thing is I think for people like me, I'm like, I want to do this. And just calm down and just do one thing a day. So if you're doing four different things, because we're women and we multitask, it's like in our DNA, I swear. Um, (laughs) Then every day I just do one of those things. So I'm going to write one page today. I'm going to, but each, you know, you'll get a lot done more than you think, even if it's just a little bit of time. Right. Yeah, for sure. Where do you get your inspiration? Do you like have a, like, like a place in your house or do you go to like a coffee shop? Obviously not right now because we're in quarantine, but do you have a specific place or a muse that you use? Yeah, I I love coffee shop writing. I not other other writers don't. It's funny. Each writer seems to have something different. I like being in the hustle bustle of people, and then putting on headphones and listening to you know whatever music. I have to. I really love listening to music when I write. Um, you know, when I I listen to the Strictly Ballroom soundtrack over and over again when I was writing <laughs> my my short film Jakuru. Like you know, I love to listen to things that I I also direct. So when I'm writing, a lot of the time I'm trying to. I, the music um, inspires what I'm going to shoot it like. So that also helps me while I'm writing and it helps me figure out the tone of the show and all that stuff. Yeah. So speaking of upcoming projects, I was scoping mm. out IMDb and I noticed that the wrong <laughs> wedding planner has yes! been added and I was looking at the, um, the casting and I was like, Oh, Crystal and Kristen Booth. Yep. How about that? Isn't that awesome? So I, I worked with one of the producers a lot years and years ago, and we ran into each other recently. Uh, and he was like, "Hey, I got this movie. Do you want to do it? It's a thriller." And I said, "Yeah, but I got, I got somebody that I want to do it with." And he was like, "Oh, who do you want to do it with?" And I said, "Kristen Booth." And he was like, <laughs> uh, "Please, she's amazing." Yeah. So um, we did this fun little thriller together because we just want to work together. I mean, if I could work with Kristen on everything, I would. I mean, literally everything I would. So this is very different than Hallmark. It's not like Hallmark (laughs) at all. It's on Lifetime. (laughs) It's called The Wrong Wedding Planner. Um, And there's actually a series of these wrong movies. Like there's like the wrong cheerleader, the wrong whatever. Like that's their, there's like a, a, because people love those thrillers. So this is just like another one of those. I didn't even know that because I'm not usually in that world. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it was, it was so much fun to shoot. It really was. (laughs) 
that's really exciting. And I will tell you, I am the biggest baby. I used to love like NCIS and all that stuff when I was younger. And then yeah. I grew up and I became a mom. And now it's like everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm by myself in my house. My dog barked. <laughs> There's somebody outside. Like I get super freaked yeah. out. And even like, I this get is going to sound so ridiculous, but even the Hallmark movie mysteries, I'm like, oh. <laughs> But I well, am that's all, a good thing. It's a yeah. good job, I guess, because they want to do that too. Yeah, but yeah. I am all here for the wrong wedding planner because you two are in it. Because I'm like, okay, even if like one of them murders the other one, it'll be okay because <laughs> I feel delivered to, to watch yeah, out here. You can imagine that Kristen and I just like literally were having the best time yes. on it. Yes, totally. Like, you know, after after every take trying not to laugh you know we just we just had the best time it was I really love working with her so she said the same about you well we we're different you know we're sisters it we became so close you know she was there uh the day after my daughter was born in the hospital with me so you can imagine how close we are I mean from the you know there's very few people that come to visit and she was one of them so we are very 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 tight yeah I love her Mm -hmm. that is so fun and it'll be fun for us to see you guys in completely opposite roles yeah so. (laughs) so different so exciting all right So we noticed um, as we were, you know, just doing some research and seeing, you know, what kind of questions that we've, you know, asked you before in previous interviews Mm. and such, um, we noticed that your name had been updated on your social medias and your um, IMDb. And so Mm -hmm. we just wanted to, you know, chat a little bit about that and what the decision was behind, um, you know, you added, is it, how do you, how do you pronounce it? Is it Yan? yeah, it's Yen K. If you were in Chinese, they call me Yen K or KK is what my nickname is, you know, my Chinese nickname. Um, most white people pronounce it Yan K, which is fine. <laughs> they, they're, do, they're doing their best. Uh, so yeah, yeah Yen K, Crystal Low. Um, and that is actually my real legal name. So that's my name on my passport is, is Yen K. That's my first name. And Crystal is actually my middle name. Oh, okay. um, You know, I did a lot of uh, my, I go, my Chinese family, of course, calls me my Chinese name. And then I've gone by Crystal predominantly um, because I mainly grew up in, in very uh, white neighborhoods. So Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in Maple Ridge and in Canada and, you know, they would have laughed if that was my name. In Hong Kong, when I lived there, they, I went by my Chinese name, but not in Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, the world it was starting to shift. I had, when I was 15, I started acting um, and I was still using Crystal Low. And my agent at the time said to me, look, I think you should change your last name because it's a Chinese last name and uh, they're not going to see you for roles. They're going to think you're Chinese and you can only play Chinese roles and there's none of those. So we think we should change your last name. The actual spelling of my last name is L-O, not Mm -hmm. L-O-W-E. So I said, okay. Uh, And then, and sure enough, he was right. I I went into an audition and I was auditioning to play like an Italian woman's daughter, which I probably totally could have passed for. Uh, And I accidentally wrote L-O, not L-O-W-E, because that's my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the director said, Oh, we loved you. And he was very excited about me. And then said, But why did you write L O, not L O W E? 
and I didn't know if I could lie or not. So I said, oh, I, you know, I'm actually happy. I told him the whole story. I said, I'm actually half Asian. And we were afraid that people wouldn't see me because I was Asian. And, and he goes, you know, now that you say it, I can see it. You do look Asian. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I left. And then the casting director called my agent and said, oh my God, she had the role. He loved her, but he cannot now possibly see that she doesn't look half Asian and doesn't think mm. she can play that role now. So I lost it. And, and she said, you know, the cast writer said, please tell her, don't do that. Cause she lost the role solely based on that, mm. you know? And, and it was things like that, that would happen a lot throughout my career. You know, I could, I would, when I was young, I would never fit into a white family cause I didn't look white enough. Uh, and then I go to Asian auditions and they were like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, why are you here? You know, I was like, well, I'm Asian. They're like, are you Asian enough? You know, so um, being mixed race is, is like that a lot. You're kind of constantly flip-flopping back and forth between, you know, these two different cultures, which is, to me, has been a beautiful thing because I've learned about two cultures. Uh, but it also comes with a, a, a price sometimes. So, you know, as things were changing in the industry and I started really seeing that I could embrace who I was truthfully, uh, and not only be honest about it, but be excited about it. Uh, I decided to to take my my first name back uh, and keep Crystal. And I still haven't changed L O W E back to L O because I've had that name for you know a long time, years and years now, and it sort of feels like mine. So um, yeah, that's what the, that was the change that I that I made, and and it was very weird at first, mm-hmm. which then was weird because I thought, why is this weird? This is my name. Why is it strange for me to, um, or why am I so scared? Uh, and I had so many different feelings of maybe people will think I'm a fraud. Maybe people will think I'm just shifting with the times. Maybe I, I you know, all these conflicting things, you know, I, I don't have a right to take my first name because I didn't before. And uh, guilt of that, of like, did I disrespect my Chinese side by doing that? Was I trying to whitewash myself? There were so many strange feelings around a name. Mm-hmm. And then when I ultimately decided to, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embrace it. Uh, and I'm going to be truthful to who I am. I, I, it was a great feeling because the truth mm-hmm. is, I, I never should have had to change it in the first place. Right. That's the right. truth, right? Like, I, you know, not that I, it should be weird to go back. It's, I shouldn't have had to change it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was right. My agent was right. You know, they, there was absolutely no roles for Asian girls. Mm-hmm. And there certainly wasn't roles for mixed race girls. And even now, you know, it's just, we're, ju- we're still talking about it. I started right. acting <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. So um, I thought yeah. it was really important to embrace myself. And because I am a champion of this change that I see, uh, I, I, I want to give that to myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and do what Dolly does and live the life that I, you know, I champion and I preach. So yeah, yeah that was my long winded answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was, we like long wind. We, oh, yes, we do. And I gotta, I have to say too, I mean, so my, my so I'm Filipino, I'm mm-hmm. three fourths Filipino, one fourth Chinese. My husband is all American. <laughs> so we have two half, halfies, half, uh, yeah. half Filipino, half white children. So, I mean, yeah. you know, for you to do that and to share your story and to embrace your culture is like really paving the way for a lot of, you know, a lot of us who have mixed 
children or even, you know, as a color a person of color as myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, and growing up, I, I grew up here. I was born here in the U S and everything, but it, it's that weird thing of being a minority, you know, and like mm-hmm. having to be almost whitewashed, I guess. I don't want to be all like political or anything, but it's just mm-hmm. an interesting, um, it, it, there's a lot of thoughts that go in the back of your head, you know, like I remember I loved to do plays and stuff, but I would always think I'm not going to get it because I'm not white. Like <laughs> I can't be yeah. Cindy Brady in the play because I don't right. have blonde hair, you know? Right. And so it really just stopped me from doing a lot of those type things in school because, you know, I'm Asian. I mean, like it would be so weird for me to be like cast as a daughter in a, you know, very American blonde hair, blue eyed family. Um, So, you know, I just have to say, thank you so much for, you know, doing that and, you know, being one of the first, because I'm sure there, there are lots of stories out there of a lot of Asians um, who have had to kind of, you know, not change, but they've had, they've had the struggle of, you know, their identity and like, who do Mm -hmm. they identify with and all that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, we, uh, it's actually a blessing once people start really seeing it because I feel like as a storyteller now when I'm writing I have a very clear understanding of two very different perspectives Mm -hmm. and most of us don't get the the pleasure of that that's the problem that's missing so much I think in the world and we don't really understand each other's perspective we don't have empathy for each other we don't we think that our perspective must be everybody's perspective that's not true you know so right um being in a mixed culture is, is is a beautiful thing because we just grow up with that um but yeah, I'm glad that that's, that, that it's speaking to you. And I hope, you know, I don't, have you seen To All the Boys? I'm a, I'm a huge rom-com it. girl. Okay. So To All the Boys, it, it was a book uh, and she's half, she's a mix. Uh, mm-hmm. She's half Korean, half white. And I, I watched the movie and I started sobbing. And I was like, why am I sobbing at this 16-year-old rom-com? Can you tell I only like high school drama? Like, uh, but it, it was because I had ne- I don't think I've ever seen a half Asian, half white girl just being a, ha- a teenager without, like, there's no emphasis on it. She just is. Her dad just married a Korean lady and they really loved each other. And then that was it. <laughs> you know, she, she does her Korean stuff sometimes and then does. But I was crying because I was like, I never... I never mm-hmm. saw myself on screen just mm-hmm. as I was. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think you, we really understand the effect that that really has on, on young people, you know, mm-hmm. storytelling and narrative is crucial. It's yes. really important. We grow up watching things. We need to see ourselves up there. We need to relate to people that we can, and, and you can do a lot with storytelling. So, yeah. so Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, when I was growing up, I remember watching the Disney Channel and seeing Brenda's song on there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's me. somebody who looks like me. Yes. There <laughs> so, I am. Yeah. You know, and it was, it's funny because it's so strange. I mean, I, I don't remember a whole lot of Asian characters. It's in my daughter now is only a quarter Chinese, but I'm teaching her Chinese because I want her to learn. Um, yeah, and she's been watching all the trailers from Mulan when it comes out. You know, so I bought her the Mulan mm-hmm. sword, so she's ready. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I really want her. You know, and also for us as women to see these amazing, fierce, powerful women on screen—that's another thing we never really got. You know, it's so cool for us to see ourselves 
not as some damsel in distress all the time, but can, I don't like, have you seen what we do and multitask on a day for women? You know, mm -hmm. we can do a lot. <laughs> yes. So it's been, it's not, I'm, I'm glad to see all these shifts and these changes and um, yeah, time. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to shift over to our favorite category here. Okay, so first of all, burning question right here. Okay. Renita Hayweather. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Martha, write it already. <laughs> <laughs> so was uh was the fact that you yourself are a writer, was, was that fact, did that play anything into the script and making Rita a closet novelist or anything like that? Or was that just the way no. that the script worked? That was, I, I hadn't started really writing seriously. At oh, that you had so That was just, okay. that was Martha. Um, you know, Martha, if you get to know Martha more, you'll see that there's a piece of us each character is actually a piece of Martha. It really is, you know. Uh, Shane is her now. Um, Rita is who she was. Uh, Norman is just like the quirkiness of Martha once you get to know Martha. Uh, and Oliver is is actually based on her father, but but so much of her grace. So um, the, the four of us are all a piece of her. And so the, the writing, I think, was really just her. I think because Rita reflect, is an image of what she used to be, you know, I can totally see Martha, you know, in her writing her romance, maybe not a Harlequin romance, but something, you know, some sort of romance about these dangerous times. So I think, uh, I think that was more about her, but I'll take it. With her uh, bodice bursting passion. Right? Mm -hmm. I think the Martha one can't forget writing that. She <laughs> not forget she, that. Uh, that was and that I also got to work with Della Reese in that episode. Yes, and that was yes. the last time Della was on television. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, me. It was a, it was a beautiful. I was so lucky. I'm like, wow. And she was, you know, a bit ill at that point. But I was going to ask, was she, that hard for her? Was it, it hard was. for Della to get through the day? It was, but it was weird. Like, you know. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. But when she would turn on, you were like, whoa, I can't <laughs> even describe the energy that that woman has. Like, I can't imagine what she was like in her youth because Aww. even mm -hmm. at that, even while the way she was feeling, she filled the room. You know, some people you just talk to and you're like, this person is because they're totally in their own body of who they are, comfortable in their own skin. And yeah. they, she could fill a room even in that moment. Aww. It was amazing. Yeah. I'm very grateful. Oh, that is so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So the last time you were on the Hallmarkies podcast, To the Altar hadn't aired. Oh. And so yeah. Mm. So we, we want to hear about that. <laughs> so <laughs> To the Altar for, is my favorite. The, that's, okay. that, yeah. was, that was one of the questions. Is, <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it now your favorite or are you still sticking with, what was it, uh, From Paris with Love? Was that your favorite beforehand? It, it was, but to the altar, I think that is my, is absolutely my favorite because uh, I loved the storyline of the mom and her daughter. 
Mm-hmm. That was a great storyline. Um, I love the way that Martha dealt with mental illness without, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but still very fr- family friendly, but she was still dealing with what mental illness is like and how we can deal with that. Yeah, that was amazing. I love, that's what I love about Martha's writing. And that's what I love about Sign Sealed because mm-hmm. we deal with these very large topics, um, but still within a world that feels digestible when we just need to relax, you know? So yeah. it's, um, she's really, really talented that way. Martha can can speak to people in a way that I, I don't think many others can. So I'm I that one was my favorite for that storyline. Plus I love when things in a script are set up and paid off and, and to the altar everything that's set up is pretty much paid off. So Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah we, a, we say that often. We we talk about Martha's weaving. That's what we yeah. call it, which the is weaver. the way that she weaves. She we call her the weaver. Yeah. Just the way she weaves the storylines together and it all oh, it's just yeah, it, yeah. it gets us all very excited. <laughs> well, it's, it's because she cares. And not to say that other writers don't care, but she really uh she really wants to do more than just write a film. Mm-hmm. Um she, She's trying to do other things within the writing. <laughs> you know, she's trying to speak to people or give them real hope. I think that's her main message usually is giving people hope. And it always comes through. So when something, I, I feel like if something don't, I don't want to ever do something just because I, I, I want it for me. I want to do something for a higher purpose, a bigger purpose, whatever that is. And I'll work 10 times harder if it's for a higher purpose. And Martha always has that. That's why her stories are like that. Yeah, that definitely comes across, and I think that's why you know, Science of Deliver has such a big following and dedicated mm-hmm. supporters. Is because we don't get that a lot with those those really good mm-hmm. themes and messages, and you can you yeah. can just the lessons you learn. Um, I don't know if you know Fatula from uh, Twitter. Yes, I think she course. compiled a list of the the lessons, and like literally, <laughs> it's just like it just goes on and on, like mm-hmm. what you can take yeah. from. SSD, it just speaks to, to people on so many levels, which is yes. one of the reasons mm-hmm. that everybody loves it. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, yeah, you can, you can watch it over and over again and get something mm-hmm. different. Oh, and yeah. That's oh. important. <laughs> For sure. we, we are a testament to that. <laughs> and the fan base is getting bigger too. I mean, you, you know, just even with the marathon we had Mother's mm-hmm. Day weekend, mm-hmm. um, I wrote an article a couple of years ago on my blog, the 25 reasons why everybody should watch Signs Still Delivered. And I am getting <laughs> comments on it still. Like after that, I think I got three more and I'm like, wow. Yeah. People, people want this, people you know, they're hungry for it. Want it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we desperately need hope right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and, and, you know, we need to know that, that there's good in the world and that, you know, cause there's always yin and yang, but we, it's, it's a good reminder that what we're fighting for and what we want and the, you know, that there's, that the, I think at, at people's cores, they really want to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I really believe. And that's, I think Martha gives that hope to everybody who needs it just yeah and so you can tune out a little like you can you can tune in and you can still learn a lesson while being entertained mm-hmm. never never feels like you're being hit with it if that makes sense right. to me yeah oh you, absolutely you know? that's yeah. that's one of my favorite things about the way martha writes is she hits home with these lessons and even faith-based material but it's yeah. never preachy no. it is never preachy no. and i've you know i've said this before uh, when we were discussing other things but um so many times when i watch faith based stuff 
Mm -hmm. I have to turn it off. I'm just like, oh gosh, so much preaching. Yeah. And that, you know, and then yeah. sometimes the acting is just super corny and I can't take no. it anymore. You know, so, um, yeah. But that's why I don't know why that is. Like, I'm I don't not know. sure. I, I really don't. I think that, you know, the, the faith-based based writing is not, I don't know why there aren't more people, you know, that are learning how to write in that genre. But I agree with you. I, I've seen a lot that, Look, nobody wants to be or needs to be hit over the head with anything. Mm -hmm. People exactly. are really smart. Uh, you know, right. 2020, you can go on your phone and look up anything, literally, that you want to look up and see it right away. They don't right. need that. They just need a reminder that if they need to talk to somebody, they're upstairs if you if you believe in that, you know? And right. um, and that's it. it you know, I, I think that's what Martha does. Is she never, she doesn't think her, she knows how smart her audience is. Mm -hmm. yeah you know she's not trying to and she's not forcing anything down my grandfather was a pastor I don't know if you guys know this but he was a, a, a no. pastor of a Baptist church so oh. I grew up in the church um and but my parents were my my whole family was so the way he preached was not the way I've seen other preachers preach it was so mm -hmm. inclusive um every Sunday we had every Sunday and I won't forget we would have dinner and anyone could come and the rule was that you wouldn't preach to them nobody was allowed to preach because the idea was that people just need a place to come and eat and mm -hmm. and be around people and it's yeah. we don't need to hammer people over the head with things we just need a safe place to come and feel welcome from whatever walks of life from whoever you love whatever that was it, we you know the, the door was open mm -hmm. um, and that spoke way more to me than anything that you know somebody's going to quote right that's living your a life like that speaks a lot speaks volumes definitely so for sure i did yeah. not know that that's oh yeah. that's so wonderful yeah so what was your favorite scene to film in to the altar well Mary <laughs> of course um that uh, of course <laughs> of course uh, and then the scene with Shane when Barry was getting me ready to give me away and Shane comes in and says goodbye or not goodbye, but how, you know, that scene was awesome to shoot. Kristen um, the said the same with, thing. Yeah. <laughs> because it was so, because, you know, we didn't know it was the last scene, like last movie. We didn't know what was happening. Right, so it was a very right. emotional movie for both of us because we were crying a lot and going, wow, <laughs> this is, this could be, I mean, this is a huge part of our life. And if we're mm -hmm. wrapping it up now, then. Right then wow, this was, this was a journey. Um, and that's, what's always so weird about these series because you spend 15 hours a day together. Right. So you become this family, for, whether you like it or hate it, your family, you know, you're all in it together. So it, that's a huge part of your life to just kind of go, Oh my gosh, this is going to stop. And then, okay. Weird. So yeah. Yeah. Lots of those big moments. Oh, that, that, that scene made, it made me cry. I just, I, I loved it. And I said, oh, yeah. this can't be the last one. This can't be the last one. I want to see more of that. <laughs> well, there's just so many more topics to explore. Like Rita mm -hmm. and Norman should have a family. You know, they, I'm sure that there's families that they want to start talking about. You know, there is a lot that Martha could do right now. Oh, I think yeah. this yeah. is the time that she should be doing it. So I, I, I'm glad we're shooting one more at some point. God only knows when, but um, you know, uh, uh, we're going to shoot one and then we'll see where that goes from there. 
Well, and it is our opinion that Shane and Oliver need an entire movie of being engaged because you guys got two movies, you know, Norman yeah, and Rita. I agree. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think we should, I personally don't think we should rush to get married because I think being engaged has a lot to it as well. Oh, it's so much fun. You know? And yeah, I mean, and then there's also a lot of like, oh, we're getting married. I mean, right. Shane and Oliver... <laughs> have also never lived together, you know, there, mm-hmm. so that is a whole thing. There's a lot when you're engaged to discuss and decide and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, it's a big deal. So I don't think that they should get married yet, but I don't know why. I'm just, I just, <laughs> I just, who are you? My, you're my Rita Haywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> true. So your scene with Jessica, when yeah. you're telling her about her mother's whereabouts, Oh, (laughs) so incredibly moving. And we just want to know, what was your process like to keep the same sweet tone that is Rita Haywith, Mm -hmm. but to put the fire under it, to put the urgency and tell her, you need to do this and you need to do this now because I don't get that chance anymore. Yeah. And it just, it was a perfect, it was a perfect blend. It really mm. was because, okay. because Rita never lost her sweetness. She mm. never lost her demeanor. She never became this angry, you know, ranting mm. person. She she just kept it right there, but she got the point across very very clearly. So what? Well, was, I, I'm what was I'm process? laughing because <laughs> because I remember Kevin Fair coming up to me and he was like, "Could you do another one, but maybe not so angry? You seem very angry." And I said, "Well, I am angry. <laughs> I'm not dead. My mother died. like she should talk to her bloody mother." And you know, I had my daughter was young too, and I was like, "Your mom loves you." Like. I uh, and I just, I'm sorry, I laughed because I'm like, oh yeah, you know, so the fire you saw was him saying to me, okay. And I remember the take because that take we took, he said, okay, that's the one. And I was like, okay. He said, you know, I mean, you're really teetering that line, but you're right on that line. So I think it, it works. Cause he oh, said that's to me, funny. it's just, that's why I started laughing. Cause he said to me, remember, you know, Rita, could she say it nicer? And I'm like, no, Rita can't say it nicer. You know what? Sometimes Rita doesn't have a, is angry because she doesn't want her to lose time with her mother because she just lost her, you know? And so we had this discussion on set and he was like, you know, that's just good. That made me laugh that you just said that. But I, oh, that the, the take he chose was him saying, you're right on that edge there, but I'll let it, okay, we can use it. And I was like, okay, because that's what you're getting. <laughs> I I'm having a hard time just being sweet about this, you know, because also I, I really do want, Rita is uh, still a three, you know, full, fully, she's a full person. She's always looking at the bright side of things. Mm-hmm. She's always who she is. Um, but she's, she gets upset too. And yeah. she gets frustrated and fired up too sometimes. So right. I, I want to give her that sometimes and allow her to, to feel that. And maybe that's a bigger discussion I might have with Martha about that because, you know, a lot of times um, we feel like we can't mm-hmm. allow ourselves so we contain, uh, but she should be allowed to express that sometimes too, even if it's in her own mind that she's not, you know, whatever it is that keeps her 
her cool all the time. So yeah, well, that, she's that going to be a married woman now. So who knows yeah. what Norman's <laughs> doing? <laughs> I know. I was like, and Norm and Arita certainly haven't lived with other people. So this would be the first time they'd ever lived with somebody else. And you know, the first time you live with someone, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you still here? Like we're arguing. You have to leave now. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait, oh, we're doing there. <laughs> yeah I mean my husband and I the first place we ever lived in was a loft and that was a terrible idea because every time we would fight like there's nowhere to go it's just a bathroom <laughs> you know so I'd be like I'm going to the bathroom and then I like lock myself in the bathroom. I'm like there's nowhere in here we're gonna sleep with just, like, one room it's the worst <laughs> that that sounds terrible <laughs> yeah it was yeah and then we would laugh because we were like well we're trapped in this room like you there's only a one space nothing nowhere you can go Oh my gosh. So yeah. let's talk about that wedding because mm -hmm. it was the one that we were all waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> we loved it. So first of all, the cow mooing, was that scripted or was that a chance thing? I think that was scripted. That might've oh. been a chance. I, I can't remember. I'm okay. going to have to ask Martha. <laughs> okay, cow moo. Cow <laughs> moo. Thank the I cow. Know. Get it to moo. <laughs> it might have been a chance thing. I can't remember. Oh my gosh, well, my brain it, is mush. It played. It played really well. Whatever yeah. it was. Uh, and uh, do you have any behind the scenes stuff at all with the with the wedding that you can share? Because uh, I can share with you about my, my wedding dress because oh, that dress was originally a, a real wedding dress, like a long gown. Mm. Um, and we had to get it hemmed by a seamstress within like four days. And that <gasps> seamstress is a professional seamstress that works uh, on wedding gowns and she did not want to do it. <laughs> she was so like <laughs> mad at us. It, I found it really funny. I would go to these fittings at her house. She did it at her house. And she was like so mad. And then we just keep telling us like all the detailed work that we were taking apart and how ridiculous it was. Like, why would you do this? It doesn't make any sense. And we would try to tell her the script, but she really, I don't think she, I don't know. She was very kind of, um, I think she was Eastern European, but like old school. So she wasn't like, she wasn't listening to me anyways. You know, I was like, she's like, I don't care. That's not how we're doing this. You know, I was, so that was very funny. I always laughed every time I went over there because I was like, she's doing the job, but she's so mad at me. And it's not even my wedding. <laughs> like, was, I'm on a show. I'm an it's not even real. I it's a I'm fake not, wedding. I'm not even asking you to do this, but yeah, she, she cracked me up. And then when we sent her pictures, she loved it. You know, and she put it up on her thing because oh. she did it in such a short time period. It was like a full mermaid gown. Mm. Oh, wow. When we got it. Dang, that, that was yeah. probably really pretty. I mean, I know it fit the script and everything, and it was very yeah. cute and very fun and very sweet. Yeah. Dang, I bet that was pretty. You know? Yeah, it was beautiful. It was. Darn That's it why all. she was mad. She was not a happy camper. <laughs> why am I cutting this beautiful dress? <laughs> yes, she, was, she cracked me up. And, you know, she reminded me of my, because my Chinese grandma, like, pretends that she doesn't speak English, but she does. You know, oh. like, so I'm like, I feel like you're just pretending and you know what I'm saying, but you're just pretending because, because then my grandma will always like yell at people and I'm like, you know what they're saying. And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, you've lived here for like 25 years. You know what they're saying. <laughs> I like those older fiery ladies. Oh my goodness. Uh, so what is something that you want to see? We talked about Norman and Rita having a family, but is there anything mm -hmm. else that you would like to see for Norman and Rita in future movies? Uh, 
you know, I'd like to see them branch out a little bit. You, you know, I want to see, uh, I love the four of us. We are the postables. That's what we'll always be. But I also want to see Norman and Rita get challenged a little more. You know, I really do. I want to yeah. see them. Um, and I, I, I want to see, they've dealt with conflict between the two of them before. But I'd, I'd be yeah. interested to see them, you know, do a little uh, PI work. Some, oh, some yes. investigating for the two of them. <laughs> that- because I that think would they be would be amazing. awesome. Yeah. They'd be a hilarious BI team. So I think that would be kind of fun to see. Uh, and um, and yeah, and I'm really interested to see with Shane and Oliver. Rita and Shane's relationship is so fun. And I hope we can just keep expanding that. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just excited to see what's next for them, especially in terms of talking about a family, because I think they will. I think they would. That would be something they would probably discuss. Oh, definitely. You know, sooner mm-hmm. than later. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't talked about that yet. Right. right. So they're getting, they got married, but hadn't talked about it yet. So that's an, also a really interesting thing that that's never come up. Well, now we're going to have to talk about it. Uh. I mean, they brought up that he was worried about having his own child. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yes, I guess they have brought it up a little bit, but they haven't talked about it extensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you have children, then you really find out who the other person is. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, <laughs> That could also be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to see them like foster or in or and adopt. Um, Me too. To see, yeah. you know, to just to close that loop for Norman's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it brings out a lot of interesting um, mm-hmm. dynamics, like in <laughs> <And> challenges. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and Martha has two adopted daughters from China. So oh. she has firsthand knowledge. Her girls are amazing. Um, they are like, uh, her oldest daughter is like, it's like, I, she was so intimidating when I met her. She was 17. And, <laughs> and I, Kristen and I both said, I feel very intimidated by Isabella. You know, she said, yeah, me too. It's like, that's okay. <laughs> Cause she's Martha. She's just, it's weird. Like you talk to her, you're like, oh, you have that Martha essence when you walk into a room. Wow. Yeah, and her, her youngest daughter just wrote, um, uh, like a series of one act little plays and I actually acted them out and she we went to Pasadena Playhouse and I was in her plays and it was a lot of fun yeah her daughters are of course they're brilliant they're her daughters oh my goodness well before we move on I just have I have to say one thing that stood out to me so much about Rita into the altar and it was such a tiny little moment but it was so telling to me of the way Rita is as a whole and Mm -hmm. her relationship with Shane. When we were talking to Kristen, we talked about how Shane didn't want to overdo her reaction to when she found out that she was getting proposed to by Oliver and how she kind of downplayed her emotion and all of that. And one, and the, the scene, the very final scene where it starts with you Rita saying, Oh, let me see it again. And I just thought that was the sweetest thing instead of this is my day. This is my wedding. Everything Mm -hmm. should be focused on me. You were so excited. Rita was so excited to know that she and Oliver were finally engaged. And obviously this was not the first time that she had been admiring the ring because she said, let me see it again. And I just thought that was the sweetest, most unselfish thing. And it it, it was a tiny little moment, but it really showed who Rita is. And I just, I thought it was just a beautiful little moment. 
well, yeah. I mean, and I don't think, um, I think that's like the way I like to think too. I don't think giving up, being happy for somebody else, even if it's a moment with you. Rita had a big moment. The party would happen. Everything was great and wonderful. Right. Um, you know, what, what else was I wanting to happen? Um, right. it's not like Shane, Shane didn't wear white to my wedding, you know, so he wasn't like, I'm just going to stand next to you in this white dress. Is that okay? Uh, I might, Rita might've been like, okay, I guess, you know, but uh, yeah, the two people that I love the most besides Norman or were, were finally going to be together. That's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a line in, I can't remember which episode it was, but somebody stole something. Gosh, what, it was in the series. It was, and, and Rita's response was, well, they must have really needed it. You oh, know? money. Bob. Bob, Bob with the, the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I thought that was, oh, right. But Bob, my ex-boyfriend stole it. Right. right. And I said, oh, <laughs> but, but he, oh my gosh. Um, but he must have really needed it. You, you know, and I think that's how Rita thinks. And that's actually how I think as well, to be totally honest. I, mm-hmm. my husband and I argue about this the whole time. He's like, why are you always like, it's fine. You know, because people don't do things out of, you know, malice the majority of time. I don't think, I think they do it out of other reasons, fear or desperation or, or, you know, they need something more than I need it. So, so I think I remember, I I remember that with Rita and I think there's the same thing with the wedding, you know, she's just happy for her, genuinely happy. Uh, and Rita always is. I, I watched, um, oh my gosh, my mind is blank. What is the episode uh, with the young woman um, struggling? Her parents don't want her to get married. Oh, um, me. the future me. Future me. Yes. Uh, and I'm I'm Rita's preparing for special miss special delivery, uh, and and they're sitting at the at the bar at the mailbox grill, and Shane says, you know, something about asking her questions and Rita goes, Oh, are you going to sign up? <laughs> she's like, no, Rita. She's like, Oh, okay. Cause she would have been ha- so happy if Shane signed up. She'd been like, great. We can sign up together. You know, she doesn't look at somebody else winning as her losing. Yeah. 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 Her, her line about Kimmy was, wow, she sounds very ambitious. I was like, Rita, yeah. honey. Oh, but that's the beauty of Rita. You know, you just because you're winning doesn't mean I'm losing. It just means that we're both winning. So that's great. We can both win. I don't have to lose in order for us to, I think that's how she views things. Yeah, definitely. And and we love seeing Rita grow. Mm -hmm, I mean, starting from the beginning and just watching her like blossom and get confident and, you know, being that she, She's like a secret mama bear to uh, everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just notice yeah. like she'll, you know, like when she took Dale away from all of yes. Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> like, here, help me with some punch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, hey, we see you got, Yeah. She's still got Shane back at all. You know, yeah. Shane is still her, her person. And I think she would be quicker, much quicker to defend anybody else than herself. You know, with herself, yeah. she's like, ah. I got this, but with her, but with her, you know, Shane, especially she'll do anything to defend her. (laughs) Definitely. All right. So we have another segment and this is going to be our last segment because I know we're running a little long, but we, um, usually on the podcast, we do a teen beat kind of question. Okay. But we're going to do something slightly different. We're going to do an SSD teen beat. Okay. 
to see what you have to say. We did not get to do it this with Kristen last time because I thought of it after we talked to her. Uh, okay. <laughs> hopefully we can get her on again and we'll ask her these questions and see what she see if they match. about y'all. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jess, you want to kick it off? I will. All right. Who out of the four of you guys is most likely to play a prank? Um, Kristen. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> that's funny i was i was assuming jeff because i've heard he's got some uh, fun antics Kristen. <laughs> in my opinion has she done anything specific uh i can't remember she did something to jeff he was like oh. terrified of being in a tree and she did something to him and i can't remember what it is anymore but if she could she would probably do a lot it would be her <laughs> she's the mischievous one <laughs> Um, who is, uh, who's the most likely to burst out into random song between takes? Oh, probably Eric. Really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like a music guy. Uh, he lo- he's just like obsessed with music. He's always like, you know, so he, I guess him. I don't know if he would burst out in song, but he would be singing it <laughs> under his breath somewhere. <laughs> Huh. Interesting. What about um, who's most likely to break out into a little dance between takes? Oh, that'd probably be me. <laughs> Practicing your Rita dance. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just like to because it's fun. I also like doing anything that will annoy people. So that's why. And I'm like, stop. I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I feel like that would be me. Actually, Shandell said that you guys danced a little bit behind scenes too. That it's she like, yeah, got, we were doing the Rita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she said that she got to do the Rita dance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can't really teach. That just comes out of my body. I don't know. It's like my expression <laughs> is Rita. <laughs> I love it. Um, who is most likely to be found at the craft services table? I'll just say Jeff, even though I don't know if that's true. It would be Jeff or me. I would be at the craft service table eating candy. <laughs> Eating candy. Yeah, I'm obsessed mm. with sugar. It's a problem. Oh, I feel you there. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> All right. Who is most likely to laugh or cry at an inappropriate time during filming? Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> she's already crying. She'd be like walking yeah. out the door and she's already crying. I'm like, why are you crying? You know, that episode with a guitar. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Something good. I felt so bad for them because they, their kissing moment when they kissed it, it was like two in the morning and Kristen and I were like, like drunk from exhaustion, you know, when you're like tired, drunk Oh yeah. and she could not stop sobbing. First of all, like oh. sobbing, oh, like I'm not joking, but she'll be so mad. I told you guys this, but Scott, our director even came to her and said, are you pregnant? And she's like, no, he's like, why are you crying? Like, because you know, when you're pregnant, you're really emotional. She's like, why are you asking us? They're really good friends. He was like, because you're sobbing. Like, it was like, you know, it, nothing was even happening. She was just so tired. And then they started kissing. And for some reason, we could not stop laughing, like hysterically. And then I was crying laughing. And we, it was awful. I felt so bad. After I was like, I'm so sorry. We were so unprofessional. You guys were amazing. We could not stop ourselves. I don't know what's happened. I'm so tired. I can't even see straight. And I'm sorry. They were like, oh it's okay. God. It's cool. I'm like, it's not cool. We were being annoying. But I, I couldn't stop. <laughs> I was like, they're kissing. <laughs> like I was five. You know, they're 20 something. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so funny <laughs> because that's such an emotional scene. I, I, know, totally, I yeah. know it is. <laughs> it was awful. 
out. We couldn't stop. But you know when you're so tired and then, <laughs> then one of you starts, she was like crying and blubbering and then stuff like, are you pregnant? She's like, no, I'm not pregnant. Why are you asking me? You know, then I started laughing and then we both start laughing. It was And just, you just can't stop. And yeah. you can't stop. It was, it was, they were, those actors were amazing. They were very good. They stayed on point. That's awesome. Oh, good yeah. for them. Yes, they were very good. Kudos to them. <laughs> so who's most likely to contribute the most money to the swear jar? Me. Oh, <laughs> she's throwing herself under the bus. <laughs> because I have a tendency if I swear to then go, oh, F and then swear again because I feel bad that I just swore. <laughs> like I'll swear and then be like, oh, no, oh, and then do it twice. So probably me. Yeah, because we because we know about somebody asking if it was a functioning swear jar, and mm. Eric dropped Kristen, and then Kristen dropped you. you know, so. yes. Yeah, it, I think it would probably be me. It might be Juicy, but probably, it's gonna be one of us. It's her. Yeah, <laughs> we're the rowdy ones on set. <laughs> The real question is, what happens to the money from the swear jar? Oh, yes. I don't know. I'm sure Martha <laughs> does something good with it. <laughs> I don't know. I've never asked. He probably gave it to those actors to apologize for us laughing. <laughs> which they deserved it. <laughs> All right. Who is the best dancer? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say me, just because nobody else dances. <laughs> Like, Boothie never dances. I've never seen Eric dance, and I've never seen Jeff dance. So, me. I'll tell you that. Oh, man. Who has the best memory? It's not me. <laughs> um, Jeff? Maybe? Yeah. That would make I'll sense. I'll go with him. Yeah. All right. Who is the best baker or cook? None of us. <laughs> nobody is nobody has ever like baked or cooked or brought food on none of us yeah it's okay i'm not that great of a cook either so yeah <laughs> um, if you could pick a storyline for rita what would you pick uh that's a really good question i don't know I don't have an answer for that right now, but you've got my brain going. Ooh. Um, I'll have to write in another day. And then, you know, <laughs> well, you said you said options. that you wanted Rita and Norman to do some PI work, so I do want that. Yeah. Yeah. We can we can do something with that. Yes, so. that's true. All right. So our last question: If the four of you, Jeff, Kristen, Eric, and yourself, were trapped on an island. What would each of you be doing until you were rescued? So, for example, Jess would probably be writing poetry. Cammy would probably be writing her screenplay or her novel, and I would be sleeping. <laughs> Those are all really great options. I wish I could have chosen those. Oh my goodness! Um, Eric would be probably somewhere dragging driftwood. Uh, he's obsessed with wood, so he'd be dragging driftwood. Uh, Jeff. What would Jeff be doing? I'm getting super agitated trying to figure out how we were going to get off the island. He would be thinking yes. about it. I think I would be on Twitter. <laughs> 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 Debating with people and talking about probably things that have nothing to do with us getting off the island. Just, oh. just focusing on that. Um, and Kristen would be writing like an emotional plea to whatever government we needed to, them to get us off. That, that's those are my random things 
I love it. Like data (laughs) out of nowhere. That is classic. That is classic. Oh my goodness. Crystal, this has been such a privilege and such a pleasure. Thank you so, so much for joining us today and for for having me. Letting us pick your brain. So uh, where can people find you on social media? I'm at Real Crystal Lowe uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm not, just so people know, I'm on Instagram, but I'm just, I'm not as active as I am on Twitter. So I, I'm on there, but if I, I'm not on there, I'm not on there as much. I also just joined TikTok, but I don't know how to use it. <laughs> but I'm obsessed with it. I can't yes. stop watching TikTok videos and I eventually will do them. I just um, need to learn. Yeah. That's me too. I have a TikTok to watch all the videos and That's, my niece yeah. is on there. So my niece is visiting next week. And so I told her, you're going to have to teach me how to TikTok properly. <laughs> so we'll see so how this fun. goes. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you've seen the mom one. There's a hilarious one that everyone keeps like um, copying, but it's like this mom being like, I'm on TikTok. How did this work? I'm in the headboard because I'm in the headboard. And she's just like yelling at the camera. It's hilarious. I mean, those That's are the ones so that I like. It's like the funny, really dumb ones. Oh my it's so gosh. fun. Especially I could watch him in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. My husband's like, stop. He, he, uh, he's giving me a time limit on TikTok. So, <laughs> which is fair because I could be there for hours watching mm-hmm. these videos. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. So everybody don't look for Crystal on TikTok and don't look for Crystal on Instagram. I'm not not there as much. That's all. So forgive me if I don't post that much on Instagram, but I'll, I'll start eventually. All right, Casey, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Hallmark My Words. Uh, don't look for me on TikTok either because (laughs) That won't be good. (laughs) (laughs) Jess, where can people find you? You can find me at JessBSWblog on Instagram and Twitter. I have one TikTok video of my cat, (laughs) Mr. Sandman. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Or you can check out my website, BeneathStillWaters.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cami Drama Girl on Facebook, the Hooked Hardy Facebook page. And my blog is hookedhardy.com. And don't even try to look for me on TikTok because I'm not on. <laughs> so I'm not on there. <laughs> and you can follow the Deliver Me a Podcast on social media, Deliver Me a Pod or Deliver Me a Podcast. Also the Hallmarkies Pod or Hallmarkies Podcast all over social media. If you're watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and leave us your comments. And if you're listening, please give give us your ratings and reviews and don't forget to check out our merch store we have tons of postable inspired merch including a shirt that says love me like norman loves rita (laughs) so thank you so much crystal and thanks so much everyone for listening bye bye